You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and that will get you $10 off your first order. Well, Ulysses, we are nearing closer and closer to some official MLB baseball. In fact, players report this week, right? Isn't July 1st the date? Indeed. A couple more days. Yeah. Hopefully the, the the season doesn't get canceled before then, before players have to report with the rising number of COVID-19 cases. Can we just get a couple weeks of games in? That's that's all I'm asking. Just, can, just can, so. Do you have the information for that guy at the church to whoosh it away? Can he whoosh it away until yeah, like... Yeah, I got to get know, that audio. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? I don't the, know. The pastor Texas pastor. Something, yeah. Ken something... I blow you away, COVID nineteen. <laughs> you are dead. We need to. He should be at every ballpark. He should. He should serenade yeah. the new ballpark for the Texas Rangers. Don't do God bless America in the seventh inning. Do that guy. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. He does his thing in the seventh inning stretch. Away, COVID nineteen, and then back to business. Players spit tobacco right in front of him as like. Yes. Uh, Here's, As like a sacrifice or something. Exactly. That's that's a great idea right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, um, speaking of COVID-19 and health and safety protocols and everything that has been discussed ad nauseum, I must say, uh, Mark Topkin, of course, the longtime Rays beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times, put out a, I will say, a wonderful article on the subject and some of the details and some of the unique and quirky rules, regulations, and guidelines set forth by the MLB um, for games, for travel, for pretty much everything. We know that the the protocol is now what, like up to 100 pages now or something ridiculous? Yeah, it's like, over 100 pages. But did you get the sense that he really liked writing that article? Like he actually you could see his author's voice coming in so clearly. It was, it was really well done. Yeah, that was, I mean, some of the, that was a writer's dream right there with how yeah. he worked in um, some of the things he did. I'm, I won't spoil the article, right? Uh, but I, I definitely implore uh, any Rays fan to read, the, to read it for themselves. But I did want to highlight um, some of the things that he pointed out and mentioned that have been put in place. Like we've already talked about, um, you know, there's going to be the universal DH this year and extra innings will start with a runner on second and some of those sorts of things. But I figured we'd, we dive into some of the, um, some of the nuts and bolts of the health and safety protocols, which by the way, 
Uh, if you're that like team personnel that's got to ruffle fr- through that, how how bad of a job does that have to be? Like, you know, you got to be the guy that has to go through. Okay, section eleven point two three four eight seven, and and make all the notes and and synthesize it in a fashion that everybody can understand. My gosh, that can't be a fun job. No, not at all. Okay, so um, here's some of the ones that stuck out to me, um, and just kind of going to run through some of this. Uh, as an alternative to spending time in the clubhouse, teams may consider requiring players and staff to come to the stadium dressed for the day. Little league style, basically. Could you imagine Blake Snell walking into a Chipotle yeah. a couple hours before game yeah. action starts? Hey, yeah, I will have the extra guac. Sorry, it's one ninety nine. I know. It's Put it on there. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can cover it. Even in this sixty game season, even though my salary <laughs> I can get has the been extra guac <laughs> in prorated, I think he can afford. I think he can still afford yeah. the extra uh, extra guac this time around. Um, have to be six feet apart when lining up during the national anthem and uh, God bless America. I, I I wonder if somebody's going to be out easy. there with a measuring stick. That's an easy one. I will say that's right. very easy. But uh, like. What if you're like five feet nine inches, or like how? <laughs> I'm sure. That there, I'm sure. That, you know what? Maybe we see something odd, like little football dashes around the the foul line. Like it doesn't. That's possible. You know, screw up the game. Yeah. Um, it suggested infielders step away from base runners when time is out. Okay. Um, traditional exchange of lineup cards is no more. Each team will instead submit a lineup into an MLB app, and then umpires will print them out 15 minutes before and then confirm or make late changes. Okay, this Instagram. is where... They're just going to post it on Instagram. Boom. Pretty right much, it. yes. Yeah. But you got to watch out for the hacking by the Astros <laughs> and or Red Sox. Yeah, that's Trying true. to get into the machine. Like You better hire a couple of cybersecurity guys yeah. to make sure that doesn't happen. Um Okay, no high fives, fist bumps, or hugs. We kind of knew this already. Right. Uh, so, you know, Rays will have to be a little bit creative with, with how they do their postgame celebrations and everything like that. Um, any ball put in play and touched by multiple players has to be tossed out. As a result, players are strongly discouraged from throwing the ball around the infield. Uh, if I had to guess, players are still going to be throwing the ball around the infield. If I had to guess, I agree with you, but they'll try not to, but it's going to happen. Just like yeah. it's going to happen with a pitcher's going to lick his fingers, which uh, because they haven't used a wet rag before. Mm-hmm. Th- these are things that are going to to happen. Yeah. I would suggest investing stock in cowhide and horsehide and maybe Rawlings as well, because there's going to be a lot of baseball used oh, yeah. this year. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, the number is going to go up. I don't know what the percentage of extra baseballs that will be used this year, but if I had to guess, I mean, the, the percentage Astronom- is going to yeah. go through the roof. Astronomical, yeah. 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 Um, okay, no fighting or brawling. Uh, the threat of punishment is, quote, severe discipline. So I ask you this. I hate this one. Okay. I hate this one. It's Why so stupid. Was there, was there ever a, a, a law that said in place, you can fight? Like, right. I mean, it, it's just stupid. And they honestly, like, I get it, you know, the close contact against social distancing. But 
I feel like this is very directed towards the Astros and the Red Sox in a lesser level. Like, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's a little bit because this came out even before COVID. You know, like uh, Manfred said specifically before COVID, if you throw at these hitters, you're going to get punished. That was yes. a thing before COVID. So it makes me think that they're just keeping that one on there and using, oh, well, social distancing, you can't do that, except the catcher is right next to the batter. Hmm, and you can tag a runner on second, and there's no social distancing. So what's the difference if you just, you know, odor a Bautista? You know, like, what's right. the difference there? Like, and I also don't get the fact that if everybody else that is in the game has tested negative and their temperature's checked and right. they're not sick, like, what's what's the difference between playing normal baseball? I get like you don't want to spread germs and you know guys spitting tobacco near each other. Like I get some of that, but at some point it's like we're getting a little bit ridiculous with all this stuff. That being said, do you think there will be a fight this year? Because yes. this could up the ante for we have carte blanche to just peg the Astros all we want. Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. Like, wh- doesn't this also kind of uh, not protect the Astros? If you look at it yeah. your way, you can be like, "Oh, they can't fight." Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that. Maybe this Fast is their ball, like inside. Ulti- Whoops. This My is bad. their. This is their ulterior punishment. It's not yeah. the loss of a draft pick and AJ. Beam the just hell like, out of them. It's just <laughs> no fighting this year. Sorry, guys. It's a free for all. Yeah. Do what you yeah. want. Can't do it. Can't do it. 99 you know, miles an hour at your rib cage, buddy. These are crazy, but I mean, maybe you get to them later. But for me, it was the off the field stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of I've got a couple of those. And if, if you think of more or see more that that stick out to you, um, feel free to jump in here. So um, eating on a chartered plane, only one person seated in the row can eat or drink at a time. I mean, come on. What the he- yeah? What the hell is that about? This is going a little bit too far, and I just some of this stuff is just like I get so you have to be Martin detailed. Is on the, I'm guessing to increase distance, everybody's going to be sitting uh, by the windows, right? right? The middle okay. seat is open. You would the think the middle seat is open, and no, no, and you can't even have just one seat. Like everybody's just once on the window, and then the other guy on the window. So two people per total row. I'm thinking that's how it's going to be to maximize that six feet social distance because the plane ain't that big. Okay, those aisles are tiny. <laughs> so that's what I'm guessing. And then that means that Charlie Morton is on the left, Kiermaier's on the right, and then they have to look at each other and go like, okay, who's eating first, buddy? <laughs> and only one who's, person who's on that row can eat? That is absurd. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. Um, players and teams are not allowed to leave their hotel or eat or go into a hotel restaurant that is open to the public. So really, it's going to be a lot of um, private dining no, space and no clubbing. things like that. Pretty much, exactly. Um, okay, mascot, mascots are allowed in their home ballparks, but can't go on the field. What's the point of having mascots then? I'm thinking they're going to hang out with the players-ish, maybe. Okay. Like, at a distance, you know, Glass now's not pitching. Glass is like... You know, joking around with Raymond and they're teasing uh, uh, the Astros or whatever. Or no, not the Astros, but, you know, the Yankees or whatever. Yeah, that's – you got any more that, that stuck out to you? I mean, those were the ones that kind of the, – the, the plane one. One for me was the plane. Yeah. Actually, two of them. 
no player can move uh, around the plane except to go to the bathroom. Once you go to the bathroom, you have to put the, this toilet seat down before flushing it. And after that, if you if somebody else is going to go to the bathroom, they need to wait several minutes after in order to to go inside the bathroom. And then the second one, what was, is this kindergarten like? I, only one. <laughs> <laughs> no. One at a time, kids. Right, everybody. Make sure you wash your hands. Yeah, um, and don't then put, the last don't one was. Don't put your uh, mouth on the. Uh... <laughs> no, don't put your mouth on that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, don't. Not on the water fountain. Don't do it. <laughs> um, the last one for me was, uh, again, uh, on the plane that they can't really play cards, uh, play dominoes, play whatever the hell they they, they played um, on the plane because it, it, it means congregations and, and, and they can't do that. They just have to stay seated um, um, on their seat. And it's just, it's, I, I think wonder that how, one, yeah. the, the camaraderie, I think, that's I think you're going to lose a little bit of that. And that's, that's what worries me the most about every team is, is, you know, you need that camaraderie to pull for each other, know that you, everybody's in there for each other. And you do that by little things like, like, you know, talking about your kid and mm-hmm. talking about where you grew up and telling you about your favorite food and, and telling you, Oh no, actually I'm a really good guitarist and playing the guitar or, uh, magic card tricks, you know, the guys that have like little different mm-hmm. skills that are outside of baseball and you create that bond, the music playing, you know, playing, doing karaoke next to each other, dancing. I, I don't know. And, and that's going to get lost now for the Rays. The good thing is they didn't really have a lot of turnover. Yes, there are some new players. It's lucky that they saw each other in spring training. But for the most part, they all have been with each other for a while. Mm -hmm. At least a couple years, most of them. So that's a good thing. But there are new faces and you'll see how does Renfro feel about it? How does Yoshi feel about it? You know, it's going to be a little bit difficult. Yoshi, you got to feel the worst for yeah. Dealing with this first half, and to go back to Japan, Oof. and then coming yeah. back, and I think, you know what's funny, is if he had played in the Japan League this year, he would be making more money than he would yeah. in the States because they're playing 120 games instead yeah. of 60. And I did the math, and I think this year with the prorated salary, he's going to make 2.2 mil in the States, and then mm-hmm. um, I guess. You know, in Japan, they normally play 143. So he was making 3.7 there. He would have made still probably more than 3 million Even, or around 3 million still. And not not the headaches of adjusting the, to the cultural issues and, and trying to get acclimated with a totally new country in the midst of everything that is going on. And two biggest things that, w- that we haven't mentioned there. Number one, he was already made and made over there. Everybody knew him. They had chance mm-hmm. about him. He is the guy of that team. He's the captain of the team. It's like, you know, Pujols in, in St. Louis before he was traded. Yeah. The guy. Everybody loved him. So that was Yoshi over there uh, for his team in his city. Number two, um, I'm pretty sure you have to pay taxes uh, in oh, both God. countries now. Uh, because you're earning that income in the U.S. So you definitely have to pay state, uh, the United States some taxes. And I'm pretty sure that you have to, you know, pay something back in Japan. So, yeah, his salary might be like, you know, oh, almost to, to the same thing as Japan. But the, those yeah. taxes come back to bite you, buddy. And just being able to build friendships, too. If you're going to be quarantined in a hotel, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be so many the language? different issues. Not to mention, that? yeah. Not to me- well, it's funny because now the race, if you look at it, their posting fee 
is higher than, than what he's earning salary this season. Oh yeah. my gosh. I mean, he, I, just for his sake, I hope there's a full 162 game season next year just to get his, literally his money's worth. Yes. And two, because, you know, I think, man, it would be nice to see him for 162 games and see what he can do. And I mean, I hate to bring this up, but you can't tell me that in the U S there's not still some, uh, I guess, ignorant people out there that think, you know, Oh, He's Asian. Uh, Got to steer clear. Like, there's probably some of that sentiment. Of if he walks into the grocery store, or right. he goes, he buys and cup, he buys a cup of coffee somewhere. Just going and out imagine, and imagine not being able to to kind of back that up if somebody confronts you and you don't even know the language that you can confront them and be like, hey, you're being an ignorant. You know what? Um, yeah. you can't do that. And so that's even more difficult. So yeah, it's good. But what about translators? I mean, are they going to have the Spanish, the Korean and the Japanese translators go with them as well? I'm guessing you've so, got to have, yeah, you, you absolutely have, have to, I think. So, so that, it, I mean, it's just going to be a little bit more difficult for him to get outside of his own bubble. I mean, Jimon, obviously he speaks a little bit of English, you know, and all mm-hmm. over there, but and he's already, know he's him. already kind the of, guys know him. Yeah, he's, right. Yoshi's a different thing. So that's yeah. what gets me. And the camaraderie, I think that these safety protocols, I know they're for safety, but I think it's going to damage a little bit in the, in, in, in how the guys, you know, report is going. So, but hopefully because the Rays have that, you know, turnover being so low that it won't affect them as much. I don't see what the issue is. If, um, you want to play cards on the plane. Okay. You can play cards. But you gotta wear. I'm sorry, guys. You gotta wear gloves and you gotta wear masks. If you guys are gonna play cards in close quarters, that's what it's gonna be. I don't see like. I don't know. I feel like it's it's almost getting overkill with with some of this stuff. But I hey, mean, I mean, I, it, I guess if at the end of the day it, it leads to no positive cases or they're just right. extra extra cautious about it. Um, I guess for, for a couple months, they can, they can kind of deal with it. We've already been dealing with it for several months already. So what's another two, it, three months, you know, it's going to be quirky, man. It's going to be quirky. Yeah. And, and I think they're going to have to go, um, a little bit hardcore on it because, uh, the, the, the COVID 19 cases here go, mm-hmm. going up. I mean, what in Texas, Arizona, California, and now Florida, correct? So yeah. big, Baseball. A lot of baseball teams in those states. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them actually. So yes. it, uh, it it's gonna be you know crazy how to, how they do that. By the way, do you know when when and where they're going to be doing the summer camp? I guess it's now official. It's actually called summer camp. Um, oh, they I changed all that that logo by MLB summer camp. Uh, well, that's uh, their smartest PR move that they've made in a while. They butchered really a lot of it. other things, but here we go. They, there's a win th- in their book. <laughs> I think it was sponsored. It's sponsored by Camping World. Don't quote me on that. I, that's what I think I saw. But you know, if anybody, how much is that sponsorship for, and how much All of that right. is going to the owners? Ooh, Not boy. to get on too much of a tangent, but how funny is it? Like immediately <laughs> after Manfred enacts the 60 game season, that there is then immediately, literally, like the next day, talk of. Oh, we we've talked to so and so mayor and so and so governor and so and so state official. Looks like we'll be able to have fans back at some point this season. It's ridiculous. It's not totally out of the question. Yeah. And one of the yeah. owners negotiate on the platform of there won't be fans at all this season. Mm-hmm. Just interesting. Yeah. Just kind no of way. interesting. Um, even Kreisman chimed in and said, "Yeah, we were looking at the possibilities of." Uh getting some fans in at the trop by the way uh, how long would it take for you to go to a trop uh game if there is any uh i, I would because you said you would you would go I, you said i would you go would immediately go. 
I would just wear a mask. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm having to go out to public events and functions, uh, with my other full-time job. And I've, I've been, I had to be like super close to people. And even, and if I go to a stadium, like I still feel, I feel even safer than what I did with my job last week. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Where were you, man? <laughs> I, I had to cover, um, I, I was covering a hard hat tour for a new tennis center opening in Zephyr Hills. And it was, I mean, chock full of people and I'm interviewing wow. people and like right up next to them. I've got my mask on, they've got their mask on, but it definitely wasn't social, socially distant. I could tell you that. No, Instead of yeah, the six feet, yeah. it was probably about a foot and a half. Oof, yeah, no, we have a different uh, uh, life here. I'm going. I'm, I've been remote, so uh, yeah. I talk to my walls. The walls like me. They laugh at my jokes, all of them. So. That's awesome. I know. It's pretty I good laugh at audience. your jokes sometimes. You do. You and do. hopefully That's the nice. audience does too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so changing gears here. There was some interesting chatter regarding uh, the MLB Hall of Fame and what could have been with possible Hall of Famers. We'll discuss, but first, speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, Ulysses, the Hall of Famers of protein bars have to be Built Bar, no? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. First ballot, actually. Oh, yeah, first ballot, 99, 100% of the vote. Yeah. Unanimous. Oh, yeah. Like Mariano Rivera level of protein bar, just saying. And why? Why is that? Well, here's why. You got tons of amazing flavors. They're soft and easy to chew. They're full of 100% chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Let me give you a little glimpse of a Built Bar. Okay. Uh, in my hand, I've got a mint brownie, and I am reading 15 grams of protein, 110 mm -hmm. calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. And I can tell you from experience, I'm not a big mint person, but I absolutely loved the mint brownie. I know. Same here. Yeah. I, I was kind of, you know, oh, mint, it's delicious. I mean, I'm also kind of biased because anything brownie, I'm in. Yeah. And there's a lot of other brownie flavors as well. There's peanut butter brownie. I mean, every flavor is delicious. I can, I can speak to that firsthand. And if you want to try some for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and that'll get you $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Well, Ulysses, sometimes I peruse Twitter and just a topic comes about from there. Right. There's always some good, there's a lot of nonsense on Twitter, but there can <laughs> at times be some good baseball uh, chatter and conversation and positive back and forth. And um, Danny Vietti, he is a social media guy and a writer for CBSSports.com. And he put out what I thought was a brilliant, fun, 
Twitter question. And that was name a baseball player who could have been a hall of famer had health or injuries never been an issue. And he said, I'll start Troy Tulowitzki. So Troy Tulowitzki was his guy for there. And, and I read through the thread and there were a lot of mentions of Bo Jackson, David Wright, Grady Sizemore, Nomar Garcia. I mean, a lot of guys have, have fall, fallen under this list. And you did participate in this tweet back and forth. Yeah. And I'm going to open the floor to you for people that did not see it on your, your Twitter account, who you have as a guy, a baseball player who could have been a Hall of Famer or who should be a Hall of Famer had health and injury has never been an issue. Well, first of all, I think Troy Tulowitzki is a really good uh, pick. I agree. To start that thread. I mean, when you when when we saw him play, I mean, he was just... He was incredible. He was a really, really good player on both sides of the plate. He was amazing. So that, that's that's number one. Number two, David Wright. I like that one. David Wright, there Captain America, man. He was amazing as well for the Big he, Apple, man. He was Kiermaier before Kiermaier. You talk about good-looking dudes, good-looking baseball yeah. players. Yeah, he Wright just looked the, the part. Profile. Yeah, yeah. And he fit the profile. Um, but he got hurt. And another guy who I went with, obviously, was um, another Met, um, but a pitcher. And I think I've made, I, I may have mentioned uh, his Hall of Fame case uh, a few months back when we were talking about the Hall of Fame, and that's Johan Santana. I mean, the Venezuelan bump. Boom. No bump needed for this one, Kevo. Okay. No bump. Uh, I mean, can, the guy was stolen a Cy Young. I mean, he could have been a three-peat Cy Young winner. Mm -hmm. 05, they give it to Bartolo. I don't know why after, I don't know, 15 years that it happened. I don't know why Bartolo uh, took that award instead of him. But, I mean, this guy was just amazing. And his seven-year peak, thats if you look at from 2004 to 2010, which is where if you look at B-Ref, Fangraphs, you compare it to other Hall of Famers, that seven-year peak is what people look at, and he has it. He has it, and I cannot believe he, I think, got 2% of the vote in the first year, and he was out and done. That's the biggest crime, is the fact that he couldn't stay on the ballot at least for multiple several years. I mean, that right. if, if that doesn't show the incompetence of some <laughs> of the Hall of Fame voters right there... right. Like, I think they did the same with, with Kenny Lofton, too. I think he got yeah. less than 5% of the vote. Yeah. Kevin Brown was another guy. David Co Like, they've done that with a lot of guys. But Johan Santana might have been the biggest, at least in recent years, shocker of, like, not even 5%. Are you kidding me? Right. I, I, I didn't under, uh, understand. I, I know. 12 years on the league, it, it's very minimal. 12 years. I think the minimum that the Hall of Fame has is 10. So I get it. Two plus and, and, and the seven-year people. I mean... My God, if we're just talking now with this Twitter, the thread, I mean, I think yes. Johan has to be top five there. Uh, another one, Roy Oswalt. Um, That's a good one, really too. Good. He was really, really and good. Johan for, and Roy Halliday were right. Of course, Halliday got in, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, mean, for a four, five, six-year period, Johan Santana was the guy. Yeah. I have a theory that every batter – just swung over that circle change of his. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody made contact with that thing. Just swung over it all the you time. Know, yeah. Yeah. Here, let me, let me throw this at you. Okay. Who do you think is more deserving of the hall of fame? Johan Santana or Bobby Abreu? 
It's a good question. And you know, I was I was actually going to bring it up. Um, I think Bobby has the numbers. Like he has the years, the, the accolades, the longevity, and, and he didn't ever get hurt. I mean, what was it? Seven years uh, being a 2020 guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to have that guy on my team. Um, you know, a ridiculous on base percentage, like 400 on base percentage over what 17 year career. So yeah, I'd have to take Bobby over Johan, but I believe that Johan had a bigger peak, uh, a longer peak. I don't and know. If, so yeah, I don't think Bobby ever had MVP votes, for right. example. And if he did, it was down ballot. Uh, <laughs> Johan got two Cy Youngs in 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 two thousand four, one in two thousand six, and the one in two thousand five again stolen somehow by Bartolo. Um, so yeah, I think the peak is Johan, but the overall career, Bobby. I think Bartolo got some pity votes because of his weight. Like, uh, look at this out of shape guy that still continues to can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know, the other thing I remember about Johan, uh, by the way, he, he, I think because the, uh, twins have their, uh, minor league complex or spring training complex, in Fort Myers, I believe he still lives in Lee County and no. on occasion would train or work out at FGCU's baseball complex. Oh, that's but awesome. When you watch highlights of Johan, besides the fact that he had like four elite level pitches, um, did you notice or did, I don't know, I, I sometimes think of weird things, but his t-shirt sleeves always seem to be long. <laughs> they always seem seem to be down to his elbow. I'm like, how do you get good arm action with that? He was he was stuck in um, you know 1999 to 2002. Yeah, uh, the fashion uh, for sports athletes. I don't know if you go look at Allen Iverson highlights. Yes, and he's got the baggy pants, the baggy jer- you know uh, jersey. I think Johan just came up with that fashion 99 2000, and he mm-hmm. it worked for him. He felt comfortable but yeah uh you do notice that his sleeves and and you know he wasn't a big guy no he wasn't a skinny guy either you know but you know he was, he was a, an athlete more, yeah he wasn't you know and uh yeah those sleeves look ridiculous on him every time yeah you know what i think those sleeves were meant for bartolo cologne but you know <laughs> yeah, santana is. somehow wound <laughs> got up him them. yeah <laughs> okay uh here's one guy that really came to mind and i'll i'll give you a a raised devil raised guy too but okay. speaking of pitchers, uh, Tim Lincecum. Ooh, that's a good pick. Had he not had that degenerative oh, hip injury, I mean, two Cy Youngs by the time he was 25 years old, and there yeah. was, again, a, a three, four, five-year peak there where he was at the top of his game. Perry chiming in, it looks like he's yeah. a, he agrees too with Tim <laughs> Lincecum. But that, but that was a guy that, that I really that's... thought of. A really good pick yeah. because when he came up, man, I mean, the freak was amazing. And, and and just watching him pitch was an event. And again, I think MLB did a better job marketing Tim Lincecum for the <laughs> three, four years that he was yes. a thing than Mike Trout in the last nine years. You know, uh, yeah. it helped how <laughs> the delivery was funky. And right. he was like, what, five, seven, five, eight. It helped that he but, looked like a high school teenager going through an awkward puberty stage. Yeah. That's what it yeah, looked yeah. like. Like an emo kid that somehow threw a 95 mile an hour fastball, you yeah. know, but like, he, like if he wanted to, he loved to rock just a beanie cap while he was yes. pitching. If he had the choice, <laughs> yeah, pitching yeah, a fish but, t-shirt and some Birkenstocks or something. 
Um, that was a good pick. I like okay. that one. Here's my deep cut, super dark horse. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know who this is. Ulysses, you probably saw it as well. But a career that you talk about what could have been, if not derailed by multiple, multiple health and injury issues, Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. That would Devil have been Rezo. really interesting. That would have been a really interesting player to, 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 to keep, you know, tabs on because he had it, man. He was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Not, and I, he didn't have the, the classic look for an outfielder. And when right. I say that, it's not him, his appearance, uh, but how he fielded the ball. He was a little bit Zobrist-esque, yes. you know. He didn't look like a Kenny Lofton or a Kevin Kiermaier making the play, like, you know, mm-hmm. like artistically. Uh, but he made the play. Yes. Uh, he made the play. And, and ultimately, you can make it pretty or you can make it horribly uh, looking. And if it's an out, it's an out. And the pitcher will thank you for it and the fans will love you for it. He did the latter. And the bat, well, the bat was definitely there, man. Yeah. And the legs were there, too. Like he was, yeah. I think, legitimately a five to a player. Yeah, maybe not the maybe he didn't have the best tool of any single play. He was never going to hit 50 home runs or anything like that. But I legitimately saw him as he could have been a 30, 30 guy for a long time or a 25, 25 guy for a long time. In fact, you know, I hate to do this, but if injuries and like the the amount of things that happened to this guy, he had Lyme disease, torn ACL, Tommy John surgery, that uh, mitochondrial whatever yeah. it's called that that metabolic muscular disorder that just he just didn't have energy to play like he just couldn't get out of bed and and play up to his capabilities but he could still be playing right now he's only 38 years old like yeah, he yeah. made his debut at 21 in what 2003 like yeah. it's amazing to think what could I, have been there i i used to watch him as a rookie in 03 that was my first year here and it was kind of insane because the Devil Rays sucked. But uh, people would go nuts with Rocco. Mm-hmm. People went nuts. And, and, and the whole trop, I mean, and there were actually more fans in 03 with a horrible team than there are now, which is a shame. But yes. the whole stadium, you know, they clapped and, and they screamed for Rocco. I mean, also, when you have a name like Rocco Baldelli, yes. that was also marketable. People like the name. It's fun to say. That also helps just like Longo, you know, and that, that was fun to say and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, Rocco would have been a really uh, interesting guy to, 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 to watch his career unfold. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had to retire at 29 years old. I mean, that, that rookie year when he was 21, he finished third in Rookie of the Year voting. His first hit was off Pedro Martinez, and he started his career with a 13-game hitting streak. Like, wow. this guy is ready for the big leagues at just 21 years old. And you know what? Yeah. And um, his like last, I guess, legit season at age 24 in 2006, he only played 92 games. But this is kind of a microcosm of like really what could have been. So in those 92 games, he had 16 home runs, 10 stolen bases, six triples, 24 doubles, a 302 batting average, 871 OPS in a 122 OPS plus, And he was rated as one of the best defensive center fielders, <laughs> like pretty good yeah. stuff. And that could have been, I mean, talk about what could have been. You could have had an outfielder, uh, an outfield of Carl Crawford, Josh Hamilton, and 
And Rocco oh. Baldilli. What Ooh. could have been? That would have been nice. Um, before we wrap it up, I saw yes. one thing on Twitter, and I wanted to surprise you with it. I don't want to make it a long segment, but do you think Barry Bonds would be a good DH option for any team right now? How old is Barry Bonds? 48, I think. No, 50 probably. Okay, for like a team that isn't playing or contending for anything this year? Orioles. As or, just a, um, yeah, just a circus like act? That. I would love it. Yeah. Why not? Bring him back, see what he can do. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, yes. Where he started his career, right? There you go, exactly. Well, also going to have DH. Uh, Guillermo Heredia, is that their only other option there? <laughs> Jared, Jared Dyson? I don't know. By the way, Pittsburgh needs some... I mean, just some different PR because they just laid off a bunch of guys. Like it was, yeah, it was just a, an absolute bloodbath of letting go of front office types. Who brought this yeah. up on Twitter, by the way? I forget. I forget. But I saw it and I was like, oh man, I want to see his answer. I think you know what for showmanship, I think it'd be great. I do believe I'm in the camp that the 30 major league owners got together in a smoky room and said nobody is hiring Barry Bonds. Everybody agreed. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the next on the agenda? That guy, that was, that was, that was collusion. I, you know, not that hundred yeah. percent. I would love to see like just some so- sort of sideshow like that back this season. We're already starting yes. runners on second and extra innings. Also, how is Puig still not signed when there is universal DH? Like, yeah. How, okay. How, how like, is he not signed? What's going on? I get that there's some like off the field issues and some issues about clubhouse chemistry and everything like that. I mean, there's already going to be a lot of probably clubhouse chemistry issues this year because nobody can right. hang out with each other. So that's going to be a problem for sure. But why not roll the dice on them for two months? Like I get over the course of 162. Yeah. Like I would get Look, over a, the course of a full season. Like, yeah, he's going to piss some people off and he's going to wear out his welcome. But two months, I, like, if you can't manage Puig for two months, you just shouldn't be running that, baseball. Man, but like, any team, I know we crap on the on the Orioles and the Tigers all the time, and maybe even to an extent the Marlins. But bro, sixty games, the Orioles could win it. Like, let's be serious. Anybody, anybody could get on a. Why roll. don't the Blue Jays sign him? Why the Blue Jays? Any, yeah. I mean, anything, anything. This guy will provide value to your team. I just don't get it, man. You know, you I know. Understand. Here's where I think he would sign, and when I think he would sign, if there was expanded playoffs this year. I think you would be a lock. And expanded okay. playoffs in the future, too. Again, just more teams, more contending teams. We, Maybe. Th- this but, could be our missing guy. This could be our missing piece. But 60 games. The roll the dice. And honestly, how much is Yasiel Puig expected to be paid when nobody else is getting paid? That's Bro, true. you throw a million at the guy and he'll say yes. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And if anything, isn't depth needed in a in a in a season where you don't know what's gonna happen with your injuries and your sixty player pool, whatever the hell that is? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, prop bet. Does he get signed this season? God, for for my mental health, baseball yeah. sanity. Yes. You want people uh, to watch baseball? To you got to sign Yasiel Puig. You gotta sign the guy. Sign him, somebody. Like honestly, I don't think the Rays really need him at this point. I think they're good on bats. Did he get funky with Manfred something or somebody up high? Did uh, I, did he say the wrong thing to somebody? I mean, 
His name his nickname is Wild Horse. That is true. Wild Horse. Where where is a state that horses are ridden? Because you could you could develop a huge marketing campaign around that. Oh, horses okay. are big get in the Texas, Rangers. right? Get the What's Rangers to Yasiel Puig. Get him to Texas. <laughs> get him to Texas already. Yeah. Okay. Everything's bigger in Texas. They right. like to go all out. You talk about a big personality and literally a big human being, Yasiel Puig. Get him. Open open that for? new stadium with a with a bang and a splash. Yes. Yes. I think the Rays are fine with bats, which yes. is a weird thing to say as a Rays fan because, hello, First have you seen the last 20 years? <laughs> but uh, any other team should sign him. Not the Rays, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, Texas Rangers. You guys are idiots. Why aren't you signing yeah. him? The Giants. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. The Giant. Yeah, that's another thing. Because I don't think, uh, think Longo is going to have so hot of a year. Oof. Like, uh, why not the Yankees? Like, they added Some, Matt Duffy. I mean, <laughs> they added Matt Duffy recently. I had no oh. idea he, he went to the Yankees or how he wound up on the Yankees. Last I checked, I was, he was on the Rangers, no? And now, yeah. somehow. Wow, he got into the Yankees, you know, talking about Matt Duffy. I'm Matt Duffy. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk crap about Matt Duffy ever again because I get hurt as much as Matt Duffy. Man, my shoulder acting up again. Yeah, but you're not a pro athlete. This is true. What they this should do. Thank you for reminding me. The Yankees... <laughs> Sign Yasiel Puig, then put do some kind of marketing campaign where this is the limits of the human body. You've got Puig over here and right. Matt Duffy. Duffy going into a chamber and then out comes Yasiel Puig a la Captain America scene. This is what Bill Barr does to you. There you go. There you go. Boom. Oh, gosh. I mean, Bill Barr, come on. Yasiel Puig. I just go. did it for you. You're welcome. On that note, that'll wrap up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.